This is Rooting Humanity. In this Rooting Humanity four-part series, we will dive into the three Abrahamic traditions in order to learn more about how our world came to be what it is today. Rooting Humanity is a podcast that dives deeper into the roots of human civilizations. Why do we do the things that we do? Where do our society's structures and ideologies come from? These are just some of the questions we will seek answers to with this new inquisitive podcast. Hello, my beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in into our brand new podcast and the very first episode where Mackenzie, our specialist, and she has a uh, background in history theology. Is that correct, Mackenzie? Uh, yeah, biblical theology. Biblical theology. And Haytham, my good ha uh, friend Haytham, where we did the very first uh, episode in my other podcast with Led put like laid down the seed for this brand new podcast that we're setting up about uh egypt uh haytham has a background in studies in history and biology haytham introduce yourself hi i'm haytham i uh, studied biology and history um with particular focus in um ottoman and european history but i'm very much also interested in ancient history And what is this mini-series going to be about, Mackenzie? Can you let a little foundation to what we're going to be doing here together? Yeah, so we wanted to do a mini-series um, looking at the different uh, religions, uh, the different systems of beliefs across the world. And uh, just to take a look at the history of what people have believed and what they continue to believe and, believe and uh, how that led to the way the world runs today. So... Yeah. Do you is it, do you have a, a specific goal for this podcast for the series yourself, or did you sum it up already? Well, I just think uh, these kinds of programs are important for educating people um, on topics that that we might not have the opportunity to learn about, um, and sort of to celebrate the diversity of human beliefs and that sort of thing. And Haytham, do you have a specific goal or? Uh, something that you made you do this podcast with us? I think what Mackenzie says uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, it appeals to me at many levels, as well as uh, I just, I feel like the truth is the quest for any scientist or any person in general. And as long as you could make something like this more elusive for people, I think it would definitely help bring people together because if they see, for instance, that the uh, two largest religions in the world um, share the same roots um, with another uh, religion and that all three of them are really coming from the same story, same basis, same genealogy, um, I think it would open people's eyes and, and show them that, wait a minute, all this fighting, all this arguing, well... It doesn't really make sense. I mean, the roots are all the same and we should welcome diversity. So I, I, think, it's, I think this would be uh, really cool. And lastly, my name is Alexander Wolf. I'll be the, I guess you can call it host or the guy that you won't hear very often because I'm just going to be listening. But yeah, let's get to it. Why don't we start with the beginning, uh, Adam and Eve? Okay. Why don't we start with the beginning? Okay, so I guess in the beginning, it's funny because that's, aren't those the words from Genesis, McKenzie? Yeah, they are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, 
I guess in the beginning, a good idea is to maybe show the the roots, the same the basic story between the origin of the world, basically, uh, for the Abrahamic religions. Now, when I say Abrahamic religions, I mean specifically uh, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. I understand that there are other Abrahamic religions, uh, smaller or more minor religions, but I mean specifically those ones. Um, that could differ... Mackenzie, you'd probably know more about the creation of the world from the biblical standpoint. Um, yeah. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Sure. I think, well, first of all, we wanted to start with, for this episode, um, we wanted to outline the Abrahamic traditions that how exactly they are connected. Um, and like Haytham said, where uh, when we refer to the Abrahamic traditions, we're talking about those main three. But uh we, what we wanted to outline for this episode, sort of, was um, sort of the genealogy that flows through the stories that would be included in uh, the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, um, as part of the Quran. So we wanted to start with, obviously, the Adam and Eve story, because that is the top of the genealogy uh, in those traditions. And um, it is literally the beginning, that the Genesis story, um, and it lays the foundation for the the genealogy that flows all the way through all three traditions and it also um has a lot of impacts on the theology in those three traditions so that's i think it's important to outline just sort of why we wanted to start with that and why we wanted that to be our jumping off place but yeah the the story of adam and eve differs um even in the uh christian old testament it sort of has two versions but sort of the idea is uh that that the world uh started ex Nihilio. So it, it started from nothing. God or Yahweh, um, Allah, any any way you want to refer to him. Um, he sort of started the world from nothing. So um, it's also known like sort of like the Big Bang Theory that, that that it sort of came from nothing. And then all of a sudden the world existed. Um, there's different versions of the story. But for the most part, it's like, you know, he creates the animals. He creates the water. He creates the earth. Um, and then he starts with two people, Adam and Eve, a man and a woman. From there, they have children, their children have children, and uh, it sort of flows throughout the stories. But a really important part of the story is that in the beginning, God made this perfect world that he wanted Adam and Eve to live in and and to enjoy. You know, they were supposed to eat freely from everything and uh, really get to enjoy all the facets of the of the earth that he had created for them. Uh, except they were told that they could not eat um, of the fruit of one tree, the fruit, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's it's often referred to. The story differs from faith to faith, or um, like rendition from rendition. But sort of the general idea is that Adam and Eve disobeyed God, um, and they were tempted by by evil, by the devil, but whichever way you'd like to refer to it, to eat from the tree. Once they did so, you know, they have betrayed God and all the promises that God had given them for this, like, amazing, to be able to enjoy freely this amazing world that he had created for them, sort of came crashing down for them. There's, like, very famous art where Adam and Eve, you know, they, they eat the apple from the tree and all of a sudden they realize that they're naked, for example. So before it was unknown to them that they were that they were naked, they were they were pure, they were innocent, they had no idea what was really going on around them, they had no idea of the difference between good and evil, etc. Um, and then after they eat from the tree, uh, they become aware of these things, and that's a great burden for them and for humanity moving forward. 
Yeah, that's definitely a general idea. I, I was actually curious about, um, from a biblical perspective, um, was there a, a reason why they ate from the, like why, why the serpent had whispered to them uh, to eat from that tree to betray God? Or was there, does it go into description of that or no? In general, I think that the serpent just represents that evil existed from the beginning. You know, the devil existed from the beginning and is represented through the serpent. And I think, uh, at least in Christianity, the devil as the serpent sort of represents choice. You know, all along we have choice to to choose God or to choose evil, choose good or choose evil, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that it would have been so easy for Adam and Eve to choose good, to choose God and to, to, and to listen to God kind of thing. But that temptation is a very, a very central part of being a human. And it's very central to the experience of being a human. And it's a large part of the experience of having faith, for example, because it, it takes a lot of effort to, to refute temptation and that sort of thing. That's just sort of my, my take, my understanding, my interpretation. And okay. I would say that that's a general Christian understanding of why this, the serpent is there in the first place kind of thing. I see. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Quran, I guess, would be very similar in, in that regard. Uh, they have, uh, I guess, what, the creation of the universe in, I think, six days, right? I think it's the same with, with the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Seventh um, day, he chooses to rest, yeah. Okay, That's yeah. where you get the tradition of Sabbath and so on. I see. So, um, yeah, so it's it's similar in that regard. You know, you have the creation of the universe in the, in the six days, but basically... I guess here's where it might differ a little bit. So this story, I, 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 I'm not too sure about how the fallen angel works into Christianity because um, I, I actually thought they were really similar, but I, I uh, do you know anything about that fallen angel? Um, well, I know there's an understanding that um, like Satan, Lucifer was a fallen angel. Like, is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not really directly in the in the Genesis story in the Holy okay. Bible, if if I'm not mistaken. But I think that was sort of like a mythology that that also existed with that went with the story. I see. Um, so the Quran goes a little bit into that. I think it might be kind of cool to bring that uh, to just to tie the stories together. So it basically says so after he creates you know everything every, you know everything's perfect obviously you know it's in this great kingdom. And his great kingdom is assumed to be heaven or paradise. Um, I think it's called Eden, but I'm pretty sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mackenzie, Eden in the in Judaism and in Christianity or in the biblical sense is actually earth, is it, is it, or is it is it not, or is it just we don't know? Yeah, the Garden of Eden refers to the the plot, I guess, of land you could where that God placed them on the earth. But I think, yeah, you could assume that it. it refers to sort of all of earth okay you know the whole the whole earth was the garden of eden and they were prior to the fall uh, to the choice to eat the apple that sort of thing okay but the garden of eden would have been everywhere and it was available to them you know I, I the see. riches sort of expanded all over okay so that's really neat because um so I guess in the Quranic perspective, before that that creation of the universe and before the creation of the earth, you had this great kingdom, I guess, paradise, right? And in paradise, you had the angels and you had God and you had uh, basically Satan. Now, Satan um, wouldn't really be considered, he was considered an angel until he betrayed God and he became like a, a whole uh, race unto himself. So 
uh, in that story, basically, um, God says to the angels that he's going to create something, create a new creature, humans, right? And so the angels question him and say, okay, um, why would you create something that's because, you know, the angels are all knowing, right? And they're all wise. So they ask him, why are you going to create something that's going to shed blood and kill and commit crimes while we praise your name and glorify you? Right. So he responds to them and says, well, I know what you do not know. And he goes on and he creates Adam in another story. He tells all the angels basically to submit themselves before Adam, um, because apparently he had taught Adam all these names and all this stuff and that the angels didn't foresee um, that Adam would can, could possibly know. So mm -hmm. God commands them to bow before Adam or submit themselves before Adam. It's meant as like as a symbolic sense, I guess. Um, and they all accept one. And that one angel is, I guess, what we call the fallen angel, Satan, right? Um, so he goes and questions Satan. In that book, it's called his name, Satan's name is Iblis, right? Or, and he says, why aren't you, why aren't you submitting yourself before man, right? Or before human, as I commanded you to do. And then Satan responds and says, why should I submit to what you created from clay or earth when you created me from fire, right? Mm -hmm. So God responds to them essentially and says, um, you're not to be arrogant here. You know, basically just, you know, stop what you're doing or get out. So Satan refuses and he says, well, since you have chosen to forsake me, um, I'm going to make sure that I mislead all of them. And you will see that all of them will betray you, except for a few um, that, you know, have follow you. I can't really do much with them, but the majority of them will go astray. Right. So he's kicked out um, of this kingdom now, Satan. Right. He's kicked out of the kingdom. And uh, I guess that's where the whole story of Eden would come in. And, right. and basically he he comes to Adam and Eve and he tricks them. So God tells Adam and Eve, just like in the Bible, um, you know, you have this huge kingdom, you have everything you want, mm -hmm. you know, unlimited resources, happiness, whatever, just don't go near this tree. Right. right. And then, you know, Satan kind of dupes them into uh, eating from the tree saying, Oh, why would God forbid you from this unless he was uh, planning on giving you eternal life and eternal knowledge and eternal wisdom. There must be something to this tree. And they foolishly, you know, listen to them. And just like you said, they find themselves naked. So they discovered their nudeness. Um, they're mm -hmm. covering themselves, right? Um, and then it goes about basically, um, this is, I guess, this, this I think is a huge foundation for all three of those religions because it basically Certainly. says it, that's where the whole concept of the original sin comes from, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have the original sin and you have, you know, Adam and Eve are now on earth. Now God apparently forgives them, but they still have to live on earth. That's the punishment. And they have to toil for their goods. Now they have to, there is, they have to feel pain. They'll be fighting yeah. with one another, et cetera, et cetera. Except if they follow God and they redeem themselves, uh, then they're yeah. promised basically eternal bliss and paradise. So I guess this is where, the genealogy begins because our little adventure on earth starts right there you have adam and eve they have cain and abel now i know in the quran the story goes that 
out of jealousy, one brother kills the other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then there was Cain like, a, kills Abel. yeah, there you go. And then there was like a raven. Cause he didn't even know how to bury the body or how to hide it or how to get rid of it. So he saw a raven burying like a worm. Mm-hmm. So he goes and laments and says, Oh my God, even this raven is smarter than me. <laughs> and then he bur- buries his brother. Right. But I, I don't know how it goes for, for Christianity or, or Judaism or the old Testament, excuse me. And actually this would be cool if you could actually tell us because this is where, where all the lines would come from then. This is where the family yeah. tree begins. Yeah. So you're, you're completely correct. Um, that in the in the Old Testament account that they have Cain and Abel, Cain kills Abel, you know, blunders him with a rock sort of thing, and it's out of jealousy, and that that's what you would consider that's what we would call the first murder, right? And yeah, I think to go back to what you said before, you um, I completely agree that uh, you know we have this original sin, and uh, we understand that or it is understood as sort of you know God and man were were together. Original sin separates them, and they need to be reconnected and you know the the christianity route might say that you know that the crucifixion reconnected god and man uh, and and redeemed was that faction of redemption mm-hmm. um you know the other two faces have a different way of looking at it and so on and so forth but uh there was also adam and eve also had a son seth it's believed that obviously they had much more children but um cain abel and seth are the the most mentioned uh in the Old Testament. Um, so the line of Seth, the, the paternal line of Seth, fl- flows all the way down to Noah. Um, and of course, we we all know the, the story of um, Noah's Ark, right? So God is upset uh, with his people. Uh, he decides, you know, we'll just basically drown the world. Um, and he, he commands Noah to build an ark and to take two of each animal, take his family so that they can, as the earth floods, and washes away all the other people and all the other things that Noah and his family will be safe along with the animals on, on the ark, right? And mm-hmm. then from there, post-flood, he's able to rebuild the world, et cetera, et cetera. So it's important that we see that that connection from Adam and Eve leads to Noah because Noah is the one, and Noah's family, his lineage, are the start of of the, the new world, right? The post-flood world. Um that uh, according to biblical theology obviously was never wiped out completely again so from noah we we see it flow through it's never it's never cl- cut off again you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so we have yeah the lineage of seth goes down to noah um noah has uh, many children one of which is uh, his son shem and um excuse me if my pronunciation is off uh, <laughs> but um he has a son shem and the lineage of shem leads to uh Abraham, you know, so um, we refer to these three faiths, the uh, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and, uh, you know, and they're like you said, they're branch, they have branches of their own. um, And it gets quite complex. So we won't quite get into that. But um, that is all connected to the promises given to Abraham. Can I interject with a question here? Sure. You said there was three sons. Well, they're mentioned the most. So Seth, uh, Cain and Abel. Yeah, and more. For, yeah. Well, Cain and Abel, what does their lineage lead to? Well, Abel dies. Okay. So he's he doesn't have a lineage. Um, I'm actually not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure he never had children of his own. Okay. Um, but the lineage of Cain, uh, it, it continues. He, there's a few generations. 
uh, of the Cainites, but it gets cut off with the flood, right? Because only Noah's family survives the flood because mm. God chose them to survive the flood. So the line of Seth was chosen essentially to okay. survive the flood because Noah's family was. The Cainites, uh, which, you know, they would have, let's say it's, it continued all the way down. The lineage is believed to continue until the flood, but they're wiped out by the flood along with the rest of humanity and and so forth. So in the story, all the children of Adam and Eve, their lineage dies except the lineage of Seth. Right, correct. Okay, okay. Yeah, as, that's as far as my knowledge, yeah. Okay. Yeah, would uh, do you agree with that, Hatham? Is that sort of does that makes sense to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's yeah. a different. They they have it a little differently in the Quran, but it, right, it's the same idea. Same idea, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the flood, the flood exists in the Quran. Yeah, the flood definitely yeah. existed. I think in the Quran, though, it differs in the sense that I think it was it was, it was just like a local flood. It didn't really wipe right. out all. Did it wipe out all of humanity in in the in the biblical story? I want to say it did. Oh, okay. Let me double check. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this story, it's just that specific village uh, because he basically warned everybody, um, including his son, and nobody wanted to listen except his wife and maybe like some few, very few followers. So they were commanded to take a pair of their animals. Like, you know, if they had a goat, right. they could take a goat with them. If they had a cow, they'd take a cow with them. It's not even like all animals. It's like literally like a pair of your, you know, your, your property at that time. Right. It was like your property. Right. And you put them on this little ark that floats um, as much as you can, basically. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the flood's going to flood's going to come along and then it'll wipe out the village. And then they were apparently, I think it says that they landed on the hills of Judea. Now, right. nobody really knows whether this refers to the Judea in, like, you know, in the Judean mountains, <laughs> um, right. or if that just means just, just like a name of a place at the time, right? Because mm -hmm. there are many, because, I mean, don't forget these writings are written back in the day based on whatever geography mm -hmm. people knew at the time. So, uh, And they were also spread uh, in the beginning, they were spread by word of mouth right yeah exactly like they, they were stories that spread through the people uh through stories right like through, through through word of mouth so when it was written down like you said it could be based on someone some one person or a, a current understanding not current as in now but current as in when it was uh written down mm -hmm. um understanding of of the ge the geography and that sort of thing which was rapidly changing a lot at yeah the time. exactly so it doesn't, what I'm trying to say is like, just because it says Judea, I don't necessarily mean like the Judean hills. Uh, right. I just want to clarify that. But yeah, so the the, the lineage uh, through Shem, the son of Noah, and I did, I did a fact scripture check myself and it does wipe out. It's supposed, it said to destroy the earth, right? The, okay. All of the people, yeah. Um, but uh, the lineage of Abraham uh, therefore leads to Isaac and Ishmael, right? And mm -hmm. that's sort of where we get a very, a very fundamental split, understanding split. The split of what, for people who don't uh, don't um, get what we're talking about. Yeah, I would say like like so, Isaac sort of leads the lineage of Isaac leads further, um, and and it continues, and we'll discuss how it continues. But it continues all the way down to Joseph, uh, the the spouse of Mary, the mother of Jesus, um, Jesus of Nazareth. 
whereas Ishmael is he is uh, foundational for Islam and he's believed to be an ancestor of Muhammad, if, I, if I'm not incorrect, um, and is seen as sort of like a forefather of Islam, whereas Isaac is the forefather of Juda- Judaism and Christianity. So a uh, quick question. Uh, how does how, how does in the Old Testament, like why why is it like why do they consider them um, split? So the story goes that uh, Abraham was married to Sarah mm-hmm. um, and she couldn't conceive uh, or she was getting older. She didn't think she could have another child, so on and so forth. And so he she brings him or he seeks, I, I'm not sure, uh, Hagar, one of a handmaid of theirs. And uh, he gets her pregnant. He gets Hagar pregnant. pregnant. She becomes pregnant with Ishmael and has Ishmael. Mm-hmm. But then uh, God blesses Sarah and she's able to conceive a child and she conceives Isaac. Okay. Now that Isaac is born, there is sort of like a jealousy problem going on um, between Sarah and Hagar. And the dynamic is, is you know, it's not good. It's not going well, basically. Okay. Um, I'll spare, like, I'm, the details are fuzzy and it, from recalling the story right now. But essentially, it's, it's not going great. So uh, Abraham... And Sarah, they send Ishmael and Hagar off. They're basically like, be gone. <laughs> I see. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, I, from what I, my understanding, that story is very, is one of the stories that's quite different in the Quran than it is in the Old Testament. It's actually pretty simple. Like, so that's the same idea, all right? Um, um, Hagar and, and Sarah, and Hagar was, yeah, his maidservant, or his, I guess at the time, slave. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then I think Sarah was like, well, if you can't conceive from me, then you can, you're, you can conceive, try to have a baby with a slave, uh, with, mm-hmm. with Hagar. But anyhow, so, uh, yeah, he ends up conceiving a child from, from her is Ishmael, right? Um, mm-hmm. and basically they, just like you said, they end up living. So this is how I, this is fundamental because they end up going to what we call as modern day Mecca. It, right in exactly. present day Saudi Arabia it wasn't always Saudi Arabia. Obviously Saudi Arabia was a very new kingdom that was created in modern times in the ninth, in the 20th century. Um, but mm-hmm. it wasn't Saudi Arabia at the time, obviously. Um, so they ended up going to Mecca and it's, it's cool that you bring that up because I think here, the, the interesting thing is there's a couple of interesting things here, right? Um, is that in the old Testament, Isaac was the one that was, you know, Abraham had a dream that he was going to, he was told to sacrifice Isaac. Yeah. Right. And then he ends up going to sacrifice Isaac, but instead he finds like a sheep or a goat and God tells him, okay, you know, you, you, you kind of like beat the test and here you go. Here's like a goat or here's a sheep. Right. Um, And and for the Quran, it's actually not Isaac. It's uh, Ishmael. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's so weird though because um, I guess this is uh, I guess this is, must have been a very fundamental uh, thing to both of those cultures in the sense that you know they're one of the sons is almost like it's considered a blessing or something. I, I don't know why they would, yeah. uh, but I guess it's such an important thing. But um, another interesting thing is what you had mentioned um, with regards to Isaac being born. If I recall correctly, or at least in the Quranic perspective, and this is this would kind of help elucidate certain things, is because apparently the angels came down 
to Abraham and he came, they came to him and he was kind of like, Oh, not you guys again. Right. Cause he was worried. <laughs> um, and they're like, Oh, don't worry. Um, we were just on our way to your brother lot. Right. So lot was another dude. And I'm sure a lot of people heard about lot in this story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, <laughs> but the reason I bring up lot is because what I'm trying to get across here is that although, you know, you have these main religions, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism who have that, that family, like it, they're all rooted from Abraham Yeah, is that lot was also practicing the same religion as Abraham mm -hmm. and Abraham yeah. was practicing the same religion as Adam uh, and Noah. Right. They're all like practicing the same religion. So I just figured I'd mention that, um, you know, when they were letting Sarah know that she's going to have a baby despite her old age mm -hmm. that, you know, they're actually going to go see lot and lot was a whole nother guy preaching the same um, religion, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because like Abraham is sort of seen as like the chosen father, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I, yeah. Cool. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, well, I guess because he, he established maybe he, like Abraham essentially established nations. I mean, like I'm right. guessing because if, if Ishmael and, and, and Hagar were in Mecca, for example, so they established yep. their own little village. And then Isaac, I guess, um, and Sarah, um, Sarah being his mom, obviously, and, and Hagar yeah. being their mom, I'm sure they found their own wives, right? Um, they uh, yeah, pushed their certainly. own um, lineage. And where were they in that case, Isaac and Sarah? I'm not they, quite sure. I'm not 100% sure. But Isaac and uh, one of his wives, Rebecca, um, had Jacob, who who is very important for the um, for the Abrahamic traditions, but they also J Isaac had twelve sons, and those are the twelve tribes of Israel, and so we're to, and they are spread out after he has his twelve children, and they're the twelve tribes of Israel. They become spread out throughout the geographical region, um, and and sort of that's where like the the biblical geography comes from would be the twelve tribes of Israel at that point. But based on like if you're like how you were comparing like Mecca to uh, is like as in like modern day Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. I honestly must admit geography like I've always had trouble with the sort of like comparing what those region geographical regions were then you know for example matching them with a with a, a current location kind of thing mm -hmm. I honestly do not know. I see. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm guessing until, until yeah. we get to the point and and with the exception of obviously like the old testament for me in that in that context is very confusing but then once you get to you know nazareth jerusalem all those things those are still now modern day okay those locations right so then obviously that's easier to follow but in terms of the old testament yeah it gets very very confusing but um yeah the isaac and sarah or isaac is very important because he is the father Isaac and Rebecca have Jacob and Jacob's sons become the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, and, and Jacob brings the Israelites into Egypt actually. So, okay. and then, you know, of course, then from there comes the story of the Egyptian exile and that sort of thing. Yeah. Or sorry, the exodus of Egypt and, and, and so on and so forth. And the, the lineage of Isaac is the one 
that continues uh, in terms of Christianity. It's the lineage that continues all the way to Joseph, the father, I suppose, of Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, wow. I, Mary's husband. That's interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. Like you can follow. And actually in the beginning of the Gospels, it actually outlines the biblical genealogy and how it connects all the way from Adam to Noah. Noah, obviously there's many generations in between there, but I'm just sort of pointing out the the, the big guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Adam to Noah, Noah to Shem, Shem to Isaac, through Abraham. I Sorry, Seth to um, Noah, Noah to Shem, Shem to Abraham, Abraham to Isaac, Isaac to Jacob, and then all the way down flowing to Joseph, father of Jesus. Yeah. What's another name for Jacob? Is it also Israel in the Bible? Yes, Israel. Yeah. 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 I guess that's why he's called the father of Israel because he's exactly he fathered all 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 twelve tribes based on all twelve different tribes. sons. I guess right. Yeah. Because it yeah. was more of a patriarchy, and I guess each tribe had its his their father, or which would be like the son, right? I guess. Uh, yeah. Like, um, what was he? Do you happen to know what the oldest sons was? Was it? Was it? Judah or something or my I'm might be completely wrong because <laughs> I feel like every tribe in Palestine at the time would have been called in accordance to whatever the sons were so like you would have the kingdom of Israel you would have the kingdom of Judea you'd have I guess the 12 tribes weren't really established yet because they hadn't they still hadn't come back from Egypt I guess right exactly okay. um but uh Reuben is the oldest son Okay, I see. Yeah, uh, but he does have a son, uh, Judah. I see. Later down in the line. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, and yeah, and so Jacob brings them into uh, Egypt, and and then you get the story of of Moses further okay. down the line. Obviously, like obviously, when I'm talking about this, I'm just referring to sort of general biblical history, not like not. I don't mean to allude that it was happening or is believed to happen like one after another these are this is a vast time like this is like the time from quote unquote like adam and eve to moses obviously is a very long time but uh, just for the sake of simplicity mm-hmm. is why i'm referring it to it almost as though it's happening but like boom 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 but that's obviously not the case okay and then i guess in, in the sense of for Ish- ishmael so mm-hmm. there's no really direct lineage it's just more like he founded the village and you know people of that village i guess all these were tribes right so it was all familial lines Mm -hmm. right exactly that's so important yeah so that religion that was being uh practiced in mecca was wasn't didn't really have a name it was just called in arabic it's called hanifan which literally means monotheism right (laughs) i mean there's no other word to describe it right um, and basically, down the line, you had um, Muhammad, who was born, right? And he basically would have been following his, his – he was an orphan, right? And he was raised by his uncle. So his uncle was a follower of this religion, the Hanifan, or basically Abraham's religion. That's right. the, the monotheism, the, the practice of Abraham. So he would have brought that – or that's what he would have been preaching. Um, so I guess that there's no like in the Quran there's, doesn't really go much into um, lineages, mm-hmm. um, like in the Bible. So there's no way you could really say. I mean, people have said, "Oh yeah, Muhammad is related to Ishmael," 
but there's right, no yeah because i was i was just gonna say yeah I, I read that so yeah um it's interesting that obviously it's like you're saying maybe that that it's, was that it's more was drawn later or yeah, it's because a lot of i feel like unfortunately a lot of people feel because actually lineage is a big thing in modern day um a, a very a very specific sect in islam for example um shiites Mm-hmm. they they talk about lineage all the time like they right. believe they can't i don't i don't want to go into that because it's not the episode for it i think we'll talk about that later but for sure what i'm ta- what i'm the only thing the only reason i'm bringing it up is because lineage in our modern day is a big political thing so yeah it's huge we'll have people that will say oh yeah you know muhammad is related to ishmael because they will feel like it's a necessity to legitimize his line back to abraham Right. You see what I mean? For political reasons. Right. Um, but as in, I'm, I'm talking like evidence, right? From the actual Quran, it doesn't talk about anything like that. Right. So. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, is that like you were saying, um, sorry, I don't remember the, the Arabic word you're using, but uh, it's this sort of form of monotheism that likely uh, Ishmael and Hagar brought to that region. And and that's so important because the Abrahamic traditions and the people, the followers of Abraham, that would have been so unique at that time because, and by monotheism, uh, we're referring to uh, the belief in one God and uh, the superiority of one God um, in comparison to a belief system of polytheism, which uh, poly meaning many. So uh, believing in one or or you know, two or more gods, believing in maybe family gods, as was common at that time. And, and, you know, there's still many diverse beliefs these days. But and so the Abrahamic traditions are are so it's so fundamental. Monotheism is so fundamental to them. So the whole all throughout the Old Testament and into the beliefs of uh, that late that that flowed throughout the rest of the scriptures for those three traditions are so focused on monotheism and the importance of recognizing the one God, the superiority of one God, um, one God who get, who provides promises to his people and delivers his people um, in various ways. And this is the God of Adam, the God of Noah, the God of uh, Abraham, and so, so on and so forth uh, that we've been talking about through this whole time. But yeah, like, like you were saying, like, I just think it's very important to note that monotheism was unique in that time. Mm-hmm. And it was also the most fundamental characteristic of this new belief system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah. actually one of, the, uh, is it called the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Isn't that the first uh, tenant of the yeah. Ten Commandments? Thou shall not have any gods before yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's so, it's so important. Um, and it's, uh, we'll talk about it when we get to, uh, when we're talking more in particular about early Christianity, but it was such an important part of, the trial of Jesus and, mm-hmm. and the crucifixion of Jesus is that we can't even imagine how blasphemous it would have seemed to other people who followed the lineage, like followed the religion of Abraham. Mm-hmm. So now he have this, this man here saying that he is like God and with God and of God, mm-hmm. like that would have been so beyond blasphemous that we, we can't even comprehend that. Um, like, I don't think I can't comprehend it. Um, I can't put myself in the shoes of, of the Israelites at that time. And yeah, it just, it it plays an important role. And I think it'll come up as we discuss 
the other uh, religions in more detail in the other episodes. But yeah, it's just such a it's such a important part of the religion of Abraham that is shared by these three traditions is the very very strict monotheism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like and then obviously and these debate about Trinitarian. Well, yeah. yeah, lineage as well. Yeah, it's so important and and it obviously. It's even it's shown its importance to the way that it's mapped out all the way to the father uh, of Jesus, like the earthly yeah. father of Jesus. Like that clearly is it's so important that it flows all the way through. And like you said, for even people to to take the time or or whatever else to find it important to connect Ishmael to Muhammad through a paternal lineage. The fact that that's important for people to make that connection just yeah. goes to show how important paternal lineage was to the religion of Abraham. Yeah, which is interesting. And sort of, that's the point of this podcast, this episode of the podcast, right? Is to yeah. show that. Um, I have a question, um, uh, Mackenzie, because if I understand correctly, like uh, I have a family member um, and she's Jewish. Now, I, isn't Judaism passed on from the maternal line? Because I, sure. I, I said patriarchy, and the tri- you have because I'm, I'm, you have the twelve tribes of uh, you know of, of mm-hmm. Israel, excuse me, and they're all boys, and and I feel like men is are like men are really kind of. I feel these religions are a little patriarchal. If I hope that I'm not. Right. I don't think you're alone in that assumption. <laughs> <laughs> right, but worldwide, um, it's it's interesting because I know like Jews today or the Jewish people today, the, a lot of it Judaism is passed on from the maternal line, not the uh, paternal line. So, like, if you have a Jewish mother, you'd yeah assume to be Jewish. Obviously, nobody's born in religion. You can choose whatever religion right. you want, and um. It's just connotate the cultural connotation is that right. um, if your mom is Jewish, yeah, then you'll have Jewish children. And if you're in other religions, it's uh, like in, in Islam, for example, it's if the father is Muslim, you, you know, they then the children are a Muslim. Um, that's why women, for example, Muslim women are allowed to marry Christian or Jewish men because it's assumed. Right. No, because then the lineage, you can't pass on that, you know religion yeah i'm not quite sure i i I had i'm not sure about that that being a part of judaism i totally believe that that that's the truth but yeah i'd have to look more into where that came from maybe and we can discuss that in our episode on judaism once we maybe if we both look a little bit more into it but yeah i'm not quite sure but i know for in terms of the way that lineage is tracked through the uh, Hebrew Bible, um, mm-hmm. and by Hebrew Bible, I'm referring to the, the scripture that would be known as the Old Testament, or that is the Torah in Judaism. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's very male dominated the way that the the, the lineage flows, uh, like I said, from Adam onward. And I think that it's no coincidence that um, that you know the the North like North America, for example, today. Uh, we still sort of, which was, hmm, how do I word this correctly? Uh, that a lot of people in North America uh, follow the Abrahamic traditions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, now that's changing through, um, obviously, the world is changing and people are moving in, in a really different way now in the last century, for example, than they would have before then. But the that we still follow sort of a paternal line, maybe, maybe by accident like not by accident but it's just natural like we for example you a woman typically would still take her her husband's last name children would follow the husband's last name um and so on and so forth like even in the secular world 
that's mm-hmm. sort of become custom, like secular custom. Um, I don't think that that's unrelated to religion and through the importance of the paternal line in the mm-hmm. Abrahamic traditions. Um, I'm not sure if that's maybe, like, I don't know if maybe Jewish women take the maternal last name. I, I don't, I'm honestly not sure about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious about it because I guess, I, I guess I would understand why, like, you know, it would have to be paternal in Judaism and, and Islam and even early Christianity is I think polygamy was perfectly fine at the time. Like, cause there were all tribes anyways. Right. Well, For example, Jacob had many wives. Yeah. So there's only one way for them to all tie themselves to Jacob is yeah. just to say, Oh no, that's my dad. You can't be like, Oh, that's my mom right. because well, he had like several other wives. So, right. Um, I guess it would be yeah, in the same thing point. with, with, you know, Arabs, ancient Arabs, um, Ishmael, right. Or not Ishmael. Sorry. Um, or no, Ishmael and, and, you know, and I guess the, his, his, his children, his generations that followed, it would be the same thing, right? Like they could only really tie themselves because you had small populations and then it would be like family alliances. And the only way you could really tie yourself, you had, you had several wives. So the only way you could really tie yourself to one familial line is through to that because. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Yeah. That makes total sense to me for sure. Yeah. I don't know if. I don't know if historians or, or anthropologists, sociologists, et cetera, have made note of, uh, like, if that's something that's been studied in depth, I would, I would assume it is, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure about that, Yeah, but that sounds about right to me. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. It's definitely a realistic theory, but yeah, like I said, the, the, like we've been talking about the, the lineage is important because it also connects the three Abrahamic religions. Like that is what connects them. It, and it, it's the, it's the stories and the texts that connect them as well, because they have these similarities. They have, they share the same stories like Adam and Eve and, and so on and so forth. Um, but it's, it's also that lineage that's believed to spread throughout them all. It sort of unites them historically, like the, like, in terms of scripture history or biblical history or that sort of thing, mm-hmm. theological history. And it also makes sense that those stories were spread that way. Because like I was saying, in the beginning, it was often spread through through oral oral history, like oral story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a very important part of the tradition. And I think it's no coincidence that still today in those three religions, the reciting of scripture is very important and the reciting of stories, mm-hmm. uh, especially like as annual calendar or our sort of like liturgical calendar or et cetera, et cetera, is still important. I don't think that's a coincidence. And I think it is probably connected to the fact that oral history was such an important part of the formation mm-hmm. of the, of the face, but it makes sense that those stories were passed on in such different parts of like, they, they, they were separate parts of the world, right? You said like Israel and Hagar, for example, are in, are in Mecca. And they're telling the same stories and those stories are spreading in that region. And they're also spreading in the region where Isaac and his family have set up. And they're pretty you know, and darn they, like similar. Like, yeah, they're so it's, close, it's, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like they're the same stories, except maybe one says, I think they, I almost feel like they kind of complete each other in a sense. Like right. this, this one will know something that the other one does. I, I could yeah. be wrong. I'm just yeah. throwing that out there. You know, but. like somebody's uncle left it out. 
on the on the Isaac side, and the, you know, and and the uncle on the Ishmael side kept you, you know, and then so that's yeah. why maybe it's part of the Quran and not part of the, the Old Testament. But like, you know, it, yeah. So it's interesting that you know, and they were they were geographical regions, which in the beginning didn't have much contact, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting that they. Well, I mean, like Me- Mecca, because like that little corner is really close to. I'm assuming that's where the 12 tribes of or Ishmael would have been hanging out. Um, right. Like close to Jordan and, uh, or, or, and, and Palestine yeah. um, or like amongst the, you know, amongst Canaan or the Canaanites, the Canaanite tribes at the time before um, the kingdom of Israel, before the kingdom of Judea and Palestine took over Palestine. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're not too far, but you do have a, a very valid point like at the time you didn't have roads you didn't right. have computers you didn't have cell phones so that's that's pretty impressive right yeah yeah i agree and i think that that's i think part of the reason that this podcast is important or, or maybe the important point of this podcast like we said in the beginning but sort of to bring it back around to it is that a lot of people, I think, including Christians, Muslims, um, Jewish people, uh, and even people who maybe like who don't really uh, practice any practice sort of religion, religions. those religions or any religion in the modern yeah. world. I think a lot of people just don't even know that how yeah. interconnected these these stories are, and even like even the story of uh, Isaac and Ishmael, sort of that split in the way that Ishmael led to Islam. I was, I'm ashamed to admit, I was a, an adult when I, when I made that, when somebody showed me that connection, you know what I mean? And it sort of blew my mind that day. Um, and like we're saying, like, even we're talking about the Adam and Eve story and you're sharing with me the, you know, the Quranic interpretation or, or the way that it's presented in the Quran. And uh, those are, that's a very interesting connection to make in some of those things that, uh, that you were saying, I didn't even know. So, it, you know, the, it's very interesting uh, and I think it's important for people to just just to realize how connected they yeah. are. Um, I think, and especially, you know, we won't get into it, but uh, because of the political climate, it's like exactly. these, yeah. these faiths are fundamentally the same. <laughs> They're built yeah. on the same, not just the same ideas and the same ethics, because there's a, there's a larger sociological argument that all religions are based on the same sort of core ideas you know, of love and respect and et cetera, et cetera. But they're even based on the same guy, (laughs) you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's literally the same guy. So it's like, it's not even like, it's so, uh, it's so tied closely that we don't even, we can't even understand. I think it goes to show you how like politics play a really rotten role. And and I guess in ancient history, it made sense because geography, people lived far from each other and they were just naturally, um, suspicious of the foreigner, right? Mm-hmm. People from outside. So it makes sense for those hostilities to exist back then, but today it just, it doesn't, especially when you get to study mm-hmm. these religions and you're just like, okay, wow. And these people have been killing each other for centuries, centuries yeah. but just like you said, it's the same guy. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's not only the same, like they both even believe in the same first man. Yeah. Y- you know? Yeah. Um, so it's 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 funny. I just want to clarify something. By the way, all my resources. So I'm not these. The resources we're using are the scriptures themselves. We're not saying this is the fact. You know, yeah. this that yeah. humans all came from Adam and Eve. We're not saying. We're just saying that based on these 
scriptures, that's their story. Right. Right. Yeah. Just wanted to. Throw yeah. That if out. I, if I can speak as a, as the third party, which is, I have not no studies, no, I don't really had the interest until now of learning these stories. I just find it fascinating. And like Mackenzie said, for people that just do not know where all these comes from, I'm just blown away. I'm listening without saying anything because I'm literally listening and I'm actually writing down stuff that I, that I like, what? This is, they're connected. I'm just blown away as in how everything is connected. I did not know this before today. Yeah. I think most people, I, I was, it took a lot of studying to even get to, because even when people write about stuff, I know in amongst, you know, Muslims or Christians and Jews, they write stuff as if always almost to try to split each other apart mm -hmm. to show the differences. They never really want to show the, the roots, but when you study it independently of religion or of reli if you study it, I guess as an anthropologist or as a scientist, you try to approach it from, let's take a look at what the roots are. Where, where did all this come from? Like, mm -hmm. how did this all develop? How did it all evolve? Um, and then you see, and you realize, and that's, that goes back to what you were saying, Mackenzie, about, you know, that whole fundamental idea that all religions of humankind are also kind of similar with yeah. some, right. Some basic tenets, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, but and they yeah. outline a similar ethic for sure. Yeah. 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 But especially when it comes to the Abrahamic traditions, there's certain ethics or, or, um, understandings, um, fundamentals that are are unique to those traditions and like we said like for example uh, the most important one being monotheism and sort of the even when we're talking about adam and eve and original sin and so on and so forth um there are theological implications of original sin mm -hmm. that are fundamental to the three face and yet we don't really um connect them like we wouldn't connect like I, without an understanding of of the connection and that uh, certain things exist because of an understanding of original sin. I mean, uh, I may not interpret that they all have a similar root. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sort of rambling there. That didn't make much sense, but just sort of, <laughs> you <laughs> can did. edit that one out. But um, I just mean that there are certain implications of even that first story that's shared that are, that are, that exist throughout all of the, you know, it has implications throughout the rest of the religions. Those yeah, three, I mean, you, you can have that similarity of like the world was created in six days, for example, yeah. right? Um, now, maybe they differ what happened on the seventh day, but the point is <laughs> for all of them, it's in six days, right? Like, And in um, the modern world, guess what? The calendar week is seven days. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's no go. coincidence. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like I think as we as we move on uh, into different episodes we'll continue we'll continue to see those connections you know we live in a world where you know a lot like the a lot of people don't believe in in or maybe they're agnostic or they're atheist or uh, so on and so forth or they don't see the way that the modern world is a reflection of religious history in a lot of ways mm -hmm. um and that a lot of the a lot of the things we do the things we say and so on and so forth are, are a product of religion and of these stories. So, you know, do you know what I mean? And I think that that, that, that that's exactly what motivates me the most. I didn't say my purpose of the, why I'm doing this podcast exactly, but uh, it's because I always have this 
pull towards understanding, understanding people, understanding our, our world that we are. And since starting to talk with Haytham after through the years that he's been a friend of mine and Mackenzie, I've begun to see how we are living in the shoulders of our, our ancestors and what they believed and how our whole world is structured by what's happened in the past thousands of years ago. And it just blows my mind. So mm-hmm. aside from what I believe religiously or not, I just find this as fascinating as and I'm learning so much of like why we do the things that we do without even understanding that we're doing them and where they exactly. come from. Yeah. And like, like there's, there's a lot of those um, implications and, um, and I think like there's a lot of colloquialisms, for example, that we use in, um, in everyday conversation that come from, that are actually like references to the Bible or, or not necessarily Bible maybe, but like the, like these stories that we've been mm-hmm. discussing today that we don't even notice, you know? So it's, it's interesting the way that it impacts what the world looks like today. And especially obviously being a Canadian, I'm talking from the North American perspective, but, uh, but that exists all over the world, I believe. Yeah. I, I think also you raise, um, you raise a really good point there. Uh, I also just wanted to add, there's, it also kind of clarifies certain things. Like I, based on like what you guys were just talking about on everyday things, like I, I feel like people m- misunderstand a lot of things because they don't understand this basis that they all mm-hmm. come from the same root. So for example, a lot of people will think Yahweh or Allah are different deities yeah, like absolutely. Krishna or, but they're actually just a different language. It's just the same word for same God word. in a different language. Um, so Allah means God, Yahweh means God, and God means God in English. Like mm-hmm. one's Arabic, one's in Hebrew, um, and Dio is in French, and and Dios is, I guess, Greek. Um, I don't know what it is in Latin. Okay, yeah, I don't know what it is in Latin. I think uh, Kiri's Lord, but it would be like Dio or something as well. Yeah, I believe um, it's Dio. So... It's just, it's funny because, you know, you get people that are like, oh my God, you know, what is this Yahweh? Yahweh just means God in English. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you knew the basis, the history of all this stuff, you'd understand that these are just different words for the same God. Yeah. And I think even we'll get, we'll get into it um, more in, in the episode on, on Islam maybe, but I know one thing that people are often very surprised by um, because I, you know, I take a sometimes I think I take my knowledge of this stuff for granted. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. then, and for example, people are often surprised to find out that uh, Jesus and Ma- and Mary, Jesus's mother um, are well-respected in Islam. And they actually are, they're included in the Islamic theology. So, you know, I think people would, but it, that makes sense because they're all connected to Abraham and it's all part of that sort of biblical history or theological history. But I think a lot of people are really surprised by that. Like I, I've, mention that in passing to friends you know or even like you said i mentioned in passing that allah and god are the same i don't want to say person but they're, they're believed to be the same like they're the same de- deity it refers to the exact same thing <laughs> and yeah. um, uh, people are so shocked by that and so i think that i think you're exactly right drawing this connection shows that abraham was concerned with the monotheism and the worship and dedication to one God, to Yahweh, to God, to Allah. And that is what, that's what interconnects all these faiths along with everything else. But that is the foundation that connects them. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that that's very interesting. And I think it's uh, that's why this podcast, for example, could be interesting to to religious people of any faith, but also to people who don't share, who don't have a faith at all or have a uh, different faith, because like we said, it can be connected to the modern world. And also it's just it's interesting to know these things because of the diverse world we live in with globalization and everything like that. And, you know, the diverse populations that live among us and that we are a part of, um, especially, you know, in Canada and um, to be able to know each other, to be able to respect each other, to be able to love each other um, as friends, as coworkers, as people, these are really interesting, interesting things to know. Mm -hmm. So I think, and, you know, and it helps with the, the understanding and we're naturally in our DNA, probably set to fears what we don't know and and like you're saying if we can connect everything to a point where it all split off we can start to understand we're not that different and we don't have to be afraid of other beliefs or just at least understand them right Mm -hmm. yeah that's perfect what you just said there i think that's key to 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 this talk today and to our society the type of society that we live in and that we want to live in because we don't want to live in societies where people are um, all attacking each other simply because, I mean, that's the cool thing about a democracy is that uh, you have freedom of information, freedom of expression and freedom of knowledge. So everybody can access knowledge. And the idea is everyone, if everyone has access to knowledge and freedom, we could really express ourselves better. So rather than, and we want to give a special other. thanks to you two because I'm not as a normal person that's not extremely, extremely dedicated to be going through the Old Testament or reading the Quran. You having you two experts putting it in a more edible, simplistic way. I'm really appreciative of you guys for doing this. Well, and it's interesting for the rest of the dummies like me. Thank you. Thank you. Heath and I come from different education backgrounds, different personal backgrounds. And I think that's what makes this discussion interesting because I certainly learned things from Haytham today. Um, uh, even though I have an education, uh, an extended education in these, in on these topics, um, there's certain things that just aren't in textbooks. Right. And that's the really interesting thing about religion is that uh, you could read every book or, and take every class, but there are exactly. things you will learn from other people with other experiences through conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Only. Like I learned so much stuff. Even before our podcast, some things you had mentioned, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Should we wrap up the episode? Well. Anything yeah. that you'd like no. to add, yeah. Haytham? No, uh, I think uh, we're good. I mean, I'm looking forward to talking good. about so, talking the other episodes. I think those will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode was basically, uh, so we, we were intending to lay down the basic foundation of biblical history. So that we could move on into the separate discussions of faiths and with proper understanding of where all the roots connected. And our second episode is going to be what, Mackenzie? Our next episode, Judaism. Yeah. Let's do it, guys. That's, uh... Thank you so much. And yeah. um, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. To come to the next episode. It's going to be even more interesting. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much.